Every lady needs a hobby. A Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery Podcast. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Genevieve. And I'm Maddie. Maddie is joining us because, of course, this is our Ms. Fisher's Modern Murder Mysteries bonus episode. We will be talking about episode two. Dead Beat. Yes. <laughs> we, we did Dead Air on the regular Ms. Fisher series, and now we're doing Dead Beat on Modern. So, yeah, What a convenient pairing. It's very convenient. There's also Dead Weight. There's a lot of dead titles. Yeah, but these are both kind of about like, um, well, it's like a radio station and a bandstand show. I guess they're not that similar, but they're kind of similar. Oh, you know what? This is what I was going to say to you guys, is that both of them involve a murder live on air. Right. I thought about that, too. This is a very convenient pairing. (laughs) 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 Um, Before we get into it, and speaking of um, former podcasts, their last episode, I did want to do some housekeeping because we've gotten some very helpful corrections on um, social media. So thank you, as always. Um, so the first one, this was actually, I figured this out later after we recorded, that the person who got fired by Donald Trump on and found out via television was James Comey, which I feel really stupid for not remembering. Um, the second correction, this did come from social media, so thank you. Um, Bob on Twitter pointed out that My Girl Friday is a reference to Robinson Crusoe, where his sidekick is named Friday. So that's where my man Friday comes from. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I personally felt a little bit stupid not realizing both of those things. So I wanted to get that on record. All right. Well, as always, we appreciate your corrections, listeners. That allows us to be the lazy podcasters that we are. Lazy. <laughs> yeah, we're not lazy. This is a lot of work, actually. <laughs> anyway, um, is that all the housekeeping that we have? We'll be at Miss FisherCon. We'll hope to see you there. Um, you should go to Miss FisherCon. Um, we will have merch at Miss FisherCon. And you can get it in advance on our website. You should rate and review our podcast and subscribe to it on iTunes. <laughs> so, okay. all right. So you mentioned a listener poll ahead of the Miss Fisher Con. How and where do I find that? Great question, Maddie. Um, so the listener poll is actually just a Google form. Um, but we have that posted on our website, everyladyneedsahobby.com. Um, but you can also get there. We ha- we'll have a link to it on our Instagram um, and on Twitter and Tumblr. So yes. you can find it there. It's every the pinned, it's, it's the pinned tweet on our Twitter. How easy? How easy is that? And please take it uh, because we really want to know what you all think. Uh, and then we're going to reveal the answers at Miss FisherCon during our live episode. Woo! Excellent. <laughs> Woo! Also, Mackenzie um, has a great costume for Miss FisherCon. Yeah, I will re- not reveal at this time. But it's I'm amazing. really excited about it. <laughs> um. Cool. Well, what'd you guys think of this episode? I liked it. Um, I think I liked, no, I liked the first episode too. Um, but I feel like this one, the pace was a little faster and I liked that. Yeah, I liked it better than the first episode too. Uh, like, I just liked that there was more, um, you know, development between the characters, which I guess it makes sense that there wouldn't be in the pilot. Um, and then also like it was all murder mystery. I didn't really love the subplot. I know I said this before, but I didn't love the subplot where they were like inducting Peregrine into the Adventuresses Club. And I was like, this is dumb. Just solve a murder. But this episode, it was all pure murder. So I liked that. Well, and I pure feel like the murder. <laughs> I liked the Adventuresses Club more in this episode. I feel like Bernie really came into her own. Agree. And we've got two murders in this one with at least one attempted murder. Maybe more. Oh, the follow-up on Eric, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I liked that it was two at once, too, because, like, I feel like we don't often get it two at once. Like, it's usually one and then another one later. Can, and that's is, so much work. <laughs> I know, right? Is Can you guys think of any episode of Miss Fisher where there's two murders at once? Two murders at once. Um... No, I don't know that we ever get two dead bodies. I mean, Oswald 1 and 2, it was like same fishbowl, but it wasn't at the same time, so. Technically same murder method, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same murder weapon, in fact. Um, I, so there were some things about this episode I didn't like, not to go negative too early, but um, I did not like the romance between Violetta and Samuel, but I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this. I liked it. I thought it was really sweet. Um, yeah, I I also liked it. And I 
I mean, like, of course, spoiler for the listeners, but you guys already know this. I actually watched the episodes out of order, um, which was then hilarious when we tried to record and I had not watched the same episode as you guys. Um, but because I watched them out of the order, out of order, like the romance was already happening. And I was like, well, we missed the whole setup for this romance. <laughs> And I was like really mad because that's my favorite part, you know, is like when people first, like the first kiss, like I love that. So I was annoyed that I would have missed that. So I, I just, I don't know, I liked it. And I liked how the whole episode, you know, I've watched, I've watched it more than once now to go back and prep for this show, but I suddenly saw all the times during the episode when he was giving her little glances where he mm-hmm. paused too long and oh, that was adorable. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> I thought he was gay. Yeah, <laughs> Did you guys, that would have been I cool, too. That's what I thought in the first episode. I, like, thought that that was, it was going to be, like, the gay character. Or a gay character. Not the gay character. but and, and, and it just wasn't. And then I'm like, oh, no, he's falling in love with this woman. I was completely wrong. It just goes to show. <laughs> don't make assumptions about people. So we can cut this, but question do we have we heard about his past relationship history in this episode? Yeah, he was married. Okay, his wife his wife died, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing I liked about it was like, of course, I love a good makeover, like a you know the big reveal. I I'm a sucker for that. Um, but I like that he was clearly interested in her pre makeover because if it was just oh, like yeah. post post makeover, I would be annoyed. But yes. yeah. Not to mention the fact that after her debut on TV, she goes back to her old look. Mm-hmm. she doesn't like it wasn't like an after it was just a although she does have a nicer dress on in the last scene hmm. like I feel like her look is a little bit spiffed up which I, yeah. I, I appreciate that you know you get the makeover you're not gonna be the bombshell all the time but you can still you know take some cues from that <laughs> yeah because in the last scene it was like a green the green dress with the mm-hmm. white flowers right and yeah and all her other outfits were like pencil skirts and like little suits yeah okay Okay. So I did, I agree. It was a very successful makeover in that she didn't just become this bot. Like, okay, you guys know in Greece, the movie Grease. Yep. I'm, fami- I'm familiar with the smash hit Grease starring John Travolta. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie. It's not very well known. But it's called Grease. Mm-hmm. It's a musical. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, that always bothered me at the end where she just like becomes a bombshell. Like, I, I just, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy the makeover in that movie. Yeah, well, it's a little gift to the Magi, isn't it? Because he's like, I'm going to put on this cardigan and not be a bad boy anymore. And she's like, I'm going to put on this absurd outfit and be a bad girl. And it's like, they didn't really need to do that because they could have just gotten together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, I... I did love, um, I, I thought there were a lot of good costumes in this episode. Yes. Um, I lo- like, I just, the opening scene with the bandstand, I was like, woo, like that, that yellow bikini on Gidget, I loved. Oh, I and I just, I just love the whole bandstand premise. I'm really into that. Um, I also yeah. thought Billy Carson was adorable. I know he's like, yeah. he was kind of a jerk, but like, he was cute. I spent most of the episode revising my favorite outfit. So, you know, that's a good sign. Oh, yeah. I had so many that I was like, love this outfit. Love this outfit. Oh, love this outfit. <laughs> I was obs- yeah, I was obsessed with Carson's, like, his hair and his jacket. Like, his hair was so much, but it was just, just like, the greatest. It was so poofy. It, like, extended out in front of his head at least five inches. Like, how do you even craft I was just like going that? to say, how do you do that? It was like a little, like, bun. Yeah, it was almost like a hot dog roll on the top yeah. of his head. <laughs> Like, I feel like you would, you would definitely need, like, rollers to achieve that. And then I just don't know how you would keep it in place. Hairspray. Lots of hairspray. I guess so. But, like, I mean, you know, it's, I, I often attempt ambitious hairstyles, and it's hard to get that stuff to stay. You're not using enough hairspray. <laughs> um, also, I noticed that Edwina is Madame Flurry from... I, I noticed that, too. Yeah. And I was like... Go ahead. I don't... I wasn't going to say anything interesting. (laughs) Oh, I just like that it's like a bingo game where we try and figure out which actors are being reused. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Fisher Bingo. (laughs) Yeah. What did you guys think about how quickly it was all of a sudden that she was no longer with Eric? Like, she seemed very happy to see him at the end of the last episode. And then this one starts with them being broken up. I wish that they had shown it. Yeah, I was like, why? What happened? There's no explanation given. 
So I was, yeah, I wanted to know why. I mean, it sort of plays out like she was obviously interested in James. And so it's sort of like she broke up with him because of James. But I would have liked a little more explanation on that because he seems like a nice guy. And they, yeah, she seems so happy to see him at the end of the last episode. So I don't know. Yeah, there was like, maybe they'll explain it later, but. No, because he's just kind of like shipped off at the end. I don't think we'll see Eric again. Yeah. And where does he go? He's starting a new life. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem with only having four episodes. We needed more. Wait, isn't there five? No. There's only four? Yeah. I thought I saw five on Acorn. That's like a behind the scenes. Oh. Don't be fooled. I was fooled. Lame. <laughs> um, so just to start off with the murder method, I loved the fake surfboard stunt. Like before it even became clear that this was how they were gonna get murdered, I was like, what is this? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, and then honestly, like they 100% would have had fake water in that pool. Like if this were real life, like you don't, like you don't put like 1960s electronic devices over a pool of actual water. Like that's just ridiculous. What kind of fake water are you? (laughs) Milk? I I don't know. Like like, just like some plexiglass. Yeah. Like paper waves or like, yeah, some blue colored plastic. I don't know. Weren't people really into plastic in the 60s? But what if you fall off a surfboard? I think the idea is that the water provides a soft landing. Even it was like six inches. <laughs> oh, it's at least a foot. <laughs> I guess so. But like if you fall off the surfboard, I mean, it's funny that they both fell right into the water because I feel like it was, would be more likely that they would have sort of hit the rim a little bit, which would hurt, you know, even if you weren't getting electrocuted. I think you'd still get electrocuted, though. Mm. <clears throat> well, yeah, you would heard of those boutique fitness classes that take place on a fake surfboard no (laughs) (laughs) this is a tangent and we don't you know there's not to be kept but I have a high school friend that was like a studio manager at one of these places where you're like doing pilates yoga weight lifting on a fake surfboard that moves why I don't know because it's good for your abs oh like a balance board yeah okay yeah I guess so. No water. No water. Okay. And what people won't do. Boutique fitness classes are my favorite thing to make fun of. (laughs) Like, you know, the the bus you can take a spinning class on that, like, it drives you to work. And then you you do a spin class while you're on it. It's like $45. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like, I just ride my bike to work every day for free. So, like, that's the same workout. (laughs) But if you live too far away, if it would take you too long to ride your bike to work. I guess so. You're on the bus. I don't know. It just seems like some pretty intense nonsense to me, but. I mean, it seems like one of those things that if an alien came to town, they'd be like, you're paying what? To do what? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's it's. I would put that in that category of like things I hope extraterrestrials don't find out about our culture. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I do love though. This is a little different, but like when I was in Nashville, there were so many of those bike beer buses, and like I know that some people do send us this sort of fitness class. <laughs> Anyways, I know that some people find those annoying, but if I ever do have a bachelorette party, I kind of want one of those. I'm just telling you guys now. Wait, it's like, are, do you mean like a pedal pub? Yeah. Yeah, those are super fun. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like fun. Okay, good. I'm glad you guys agree. Some people are like, that's so dumb. And I'm like, no, it looks amazing and like a great time. <laughs> so you just have to make sure you hold it in a state where it's allowed because I tried to organize, they're allowed in Minnesota, but I tried to organize one of those at a bachelorette party in Montreal and that counts as open container. So they sell you on pedal pub experience, but all you're doing is pedaling to a bar and then you get off and go in the bar and then you get back on and pedal to the next bar, which is not as fun as drinking and driving. Yeah. I thought the whole thing was that there was a bar in the middle. That's, some of them in the U.S. are, but not in Canada. Wow, what a bait and switch. Mm-hmm. I was very happy I read the fine print before booking it. Mm. All right, I'm looking at the surf fitness class. 
This is no longer about mysteries. It's modern mysteries. I'm curious though, like, does the surf fitness take place over a small pool of water? No. Um, no. And and there's no, like, so there's no, like, frayed wires dangling into a pool of water over the fake surfboard at these fitness classes. No, No. from this photo on the website, it it appears, you could injure yourself probably, but you're only about a foot from the ground. So I don't think death would be, um, yeah. (laughs) It's designed to be the most challenging and rewarding part of your day. (laughs) Because nobody said surfing was easy. See, that's what um, Dwayne and and Gidget, they thought it was going to be easy. Surfing is one of those things that I am totally 100% comfortable with never trying in my life. And I'm a trier. Like, I do a lot of things, but I will not surf. It looks impossibly hard, and there's sharks. Well, try it. I've surfed, so I'll send you guys a photo. What, did you stand up and, like, do it? Yeah. Does it, isn't it, does, I mean, how do you even stay on that? It's like a wet board. Like, how do you stay on it? <laughs> There's like the padding that kind of grips you. Really? Mm-hmm. Were there sharks? I didn't see any, thank God. Jellyfish? No, I, I was doing it off the coast of Guatemala. Wow. Yeah. You're a braver woman than I am. Were there I any frayed wires? like 21 years old, so I might not do it uh, anymore. Your, your frontal lobes it. were not fully developed yet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, electrocution is also a danger we have to consider here now that we know how conductive salt water is. So the going back to so the salt water, the salt increased the conductivity of the water and then also was used to frame Eric, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Got it. Oh, I like to point out that at 20, I noted this at 23 minutes. I think the makeup artist did it. So I was right. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. I was like, why? I don't know. Because why? it's just, why did I think that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we do have a podcast, but a murder mystery show. So like we spend a lot of time <laughs> talking about who it was and it's kind of, there's kind of a formula, you know, like, especially, especially with the original series, like it's never the first person you think it is. It's never the person with the obvious motive. It's like not usually the person who's acting shifty. Like it's always someone who at the beginning seemed very innocent or like, you know, in the original series, it's like Miss Fisher's friend or the person who hired her to solve the murder. <laughs> like, it, that's always what it is. So I don't know. She just seemed like she was being too helpful. Um, so I thought it's got to be her. See, I was a little bit suspicious of her. But then when she convinces Violetta to like, when she makes her over and convinces her to sing in Italian, I was like, okay, this woman can't be the murderer. She's too like, she's a good person. But she was a murderer. <laughs> yeah. But to me, I was just like, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I did I did start to question it at that point, but I thought I think I did suspect that maybe she was also Italian or something. I don't remember, honestly, but well, when she is in the dressing room looking for the scissors to cut Violetta out of the dress, I got scared like she's getting the scissors and she's going to oh, stab yeah. her. But thinking back on it, she had no reason to harm Violetta until Violetta saw the scissors with the wire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right, I yeah. think that was just building suspense. Yeah, yeah. yeah but. Also, like, why did she need to be cut out of the dress? Like, it appeared to have a zipper. It did. It, like... <laughs> it definitely had a zipper. Um, Maybe they cut the earlier scene where, like, she was too busty and they had to sew her in oh yeah mm-hmm. which is also how they got olivia newton john into those pants in greece right they stitched her right into them that's what i heard i i don't know what you're talking about i have been stitched into many a gown have you now <laughs> <laughs> you've gone surfing you've been stitched into a gown many a gown i mean yeah sometimes it's hard to, to cover them up you know <laughs> yep 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 <laughs> Um, speaking of the scissors, though, I do think that, like, I, I wasn't, one thing I thought was not great about this episode was the, like, weird obviousness of the clues. Like, they're always obvious and, and like, unrealistic, but, like, I just don't think that a makeup artist who is, like, three days post-murder would not have used her scissors and would have just left, like, this weird shard of plastic in them. Like, that, first of all, would not have happened. Um, second of all, the, like, stepped-in green eyeshadow and was, like, <laughs> leaving tracks of green eyeshadow only at the spots where she had committed crimes is ridiculous. Like it's, it's eyeshadow. It's what? I know. I thought that too. I was like, there are way too many clues. Like they needed half as many clues. 
Well, Phryne is just starting out as an investigator. They gotta give her a lot of clues to figure it out. I guess I just, I wish I'm that just the... <laughs> I just think there could have been a better explanation. Like, you know, when you're in school and you, like, when you're in elementary school and for gym class, they make you buy tennis shoes with white shoes so that you don't scuff the gym floor. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think they ever told us that. <laughs> Wait, was that not a thing where you went to school, Maddie? I never took gym. You never had to take gym? No, I went to an arts magnet and I took yoga oh. and dance. Oh my God. <laughs> Were there, I'm sorry, were there fake surfboards in the yoga and dance classes at your no, school? No, but, but yeah, in, in middle school, I had dances at a gym, and then in high school, I had an hour and a half of yoga class every other day. What a dream. Well, at my school, we all had to wear tennis shoes with white soles so we didn't scuff the gym floor, because you know how it like leaves a black mark sometimes mm-hmm. on that, that shiny gym floor? Like, it could easily have been something like that, like, oh... The makeup artist is always wearing those high heels and she's not supposed to because it scuffs the dance floor, but like no one ever stops her. So she's like leaving scuffs around. Like it could have been something like that, you know, or she chews gum and she's like leaving it places. Which is- the hitman who comes to kill Eric at the end, he drops his watch. Like who does it? Like it's literally attached to your wrist. Also, who scoops up a watch when there's someone shooting at them? Like Eric picks it up. I'm like, come on, man. You would have just scarped out of there. Like did the watch fall off? Like, I've never lost a watch. How do you lose a watch? Especially not if you're, like, I, I don't understand. Maybe it was some kind of flashy mobster watch. Oh, and, like, the clasp wasn't very good? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I don't know to unjam his gun, it just, like, fell off. Yeah, I guess um, that the fact that it was a flashy mobster watch doesn't have anything to do with how easy it would be to, to have it fall off. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I stand corrected. Did anyone else think that uh, Peregrine's little uh, camera looked like a cell phone? It did, yeah. I was like, she has a bedazzled iPhone. That can't be right. <laughs> it's like, I thought this was the 60s. What is it actually supposed to be? I don't know. Yeah, I was like a flask, a compact, like, I don't know. Probably a compact. That would make the most sense. But she was really just wielding it like it was a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, it is. was it actually possible to have a camera that small back then? Samuel made it. I don't know. I guess so. I wish I'd done some historical research on, like, the smallest camera available in the 60s. I so, mean, Friday has a pretty little camera that she's whipping out in the 20s, so. I did research on film size for the last episode. And because you know how the evidence, the, <clears throat> the evidence from... Sparrow mm-hmm. is like that tiny little film strip. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? And they like there was like really tiny film that was real. I yeah, I think I remember okay. that from like like World War Two movies about like spies hiding their like film strips in like tiny little spots because it could be so small. So you'd think if the film was that small, then the camera could be pretty small too. Mm-hmm. I guess so. <clears throat> uh, but then you know the part where she's like, oh, I have these pictures for you, Samuel. To develop, and they're like, so she's just waving them around in the light. I'm like, it's, oh, I thought that, that too. Isn't that going to expose the photos? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't add up. Hmm. <laughs> um, um. Okay. I would. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I would next like to address the topic of the Italian club. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved how Birdie went to the club to get some action. <laughs> I was obsessed with that. I was, I was like, I want, I honestly kind of wanted Birdie to be the star of the show. I was like, I could watch Birdie going after men in a club all night long. Yep. Yeah, I love it. And she's like so disappointed when Peregrine's like, we have got to get out of here. And she's like, oh, come on. Like, I was just flirting with this really cute guy at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I also love her motorcycle and her leather, like, blazer thing that she wears. She's just, like, so cool. She, I did not get this cool vibe from her last episode, but I love it in this episode. Yeah, the sunglasses and the helmet and the little, like, leather lace-up thing mm-hmm. with the turtleneck. That was a high outfit on my list. She also she has to wear leather pants. Oh, yeah, those are leather like, pants. Full leathers, yeah. And, like, to be clear, she has more than one of those leather vests. Like, she oh, wears yeah. multiple different leather vests. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she had multiple <laughs> ones. Yeah. 
But, like, he wasn't actually a bad guy. Like, I mean, he's a, a criminal, but... Well, yeah, that's how you know he's a red herring. That's how you right. know he definitely didn't do it. Um, 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 well, I did want to talk about James Steed because we haven't really talked about him yet. And I found him in this episode to be a little less buttoned up and it was more endearing and very cute. But I also thought he's not as good of a cop as Jack is. He's um, like, definitely not. He's just like, he's, he's very comfortable, like, breaking the rules, whereas Jack is not at all. Well, you know, it was the swinging 60s. Everyone was just letting loose. <laughs> I guess yeah. he's also younger than Jack. Like, he's the kind of the junior cop. He's like Hugh's. He's probably, well, he's probably higher ranked than Hugh, but not a detective inspector. I liked the episode when he and Phryne, Phryne, him and Peregrine are in the house looking for clues and she, like, is in the closet. The man pops out. That was scary. Little eyeball. <laughs> and then I love how he, like, runs over the belt. Like, it's kind of dumb. Like, why did he think that was the best <laughs> way to catch the guy? But then it totally worked. And the guy, like, broke his fall. Like, it was kind of weird. But I liked it. Yeah, I like that, too. He gets over the balcony. You can just see it's, like, it's really good acting. He's like, what? why did I do this? Like, what? why am I here? And then when it works, you can tell he's totally pleased with himself that, like, not only did it work, but, like, Peregrine saw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this big manly moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I liked that. Also, I mean, I love a jealous Jack, so I also liked a jealous Steed. Oh, yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting, though, that it seems like, you know, whereas Miss Fisher would often have, like, one additional love interest per episode that was, like, mostly pretty separate from Jack, um, it seems like peregrine is just like she's she was she was into eric and now she's maybe into steed and there's like no other love interest forthcoming which is i guess i like that they're trying to do something different but you know i also liked the original which is why i think birdie would make a great lead because she clearly would just be like you know picking up men left and right (laughs) i love like like the guys that she was trying to pick up at the bar were all younger than her like like she's got to be in her 50s and these guys were like 40 and under (laughs) like maybe they could make up for this by just having some shots of birdie like you know waving goodbye to some men as they like walk of shame out of the adventurers club in the morning or like you know just like a little bit of teaser that birdie's like definitely getting it like i definitely want a shot of her driving her motorcycle with a man in the back yeah oh yeah like, oh, we need that. We need that. See, Maddie's watched all of them, so she knows whether we get this or not. But you can't tell us. Hey, lips are zipped. Okay, also I have in my notes, why is Violetta gardening in a suit? Like, you know that part where Samuel and Violetta are, like, grafting something onto, a, like, mm-hmm. another plant? And it's never explained, like, why? Like, is she a doctor? Is she a chemist? Is she a botanist? Like, what's going on? Anyway, but why is she wearing, like, a pencil skirt and a blazer? Like, a lavender suit to garden? (laughs) That's what I wear to garden. (laughs) You don't even have a lavender suit. (laughs) You're on to me. You're on to me. (laughs) Um, I also... Oh, I was going to say, so there are several, like, possible suspects in throughout the show. There's, like, first it's, they try to show that it could be Eric, then it's Billy, but then he's ruled out, then it's Edwina, but she's ruled out, and then Carlo until we get to the end. So there, you go through a lot of people that you think might be it. Unless your name's yeah, McKenzie, and you guess right away. Yeah, I did not guess. And then, like, the security guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, on the topic of the security guy, I do like the part in the beginning where Peregrine, like, makes buddies with him. And I I wrote that I thought she was kind of better, actually, at playing dumb than Phryne ever yeah. was. Like, cause she would always try to do that, and people would be like, mm, yeah, nice try. Whereas Peregrine, like, really pulled it off. Yeah, it's a little I- more believable. I like when she, she says something pretty funny when she's, like, explaining to him what a private eye is. She's, like, sort of like a police person, except we have, like, more skills. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's, like, so tickled. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the shifty sound engineer, too. He's a suspect. 
See, I kind of thought maybe he did it. And then I was like, no, he's way too shifty. He can't, it can't be him. It's too shifty. And then what was the deal? It was like him and the makeup artist were in league together, but I don't actually know if I figured out about what. Were they just friends or like, what were they trying to hide together? Well, I think they both knew that Billy, Dwayne, and Rupert were being blackmailed. Mm. She didn't know that he was being blackmailed. Oh, right. Oh, right. No, she doesn't. But maybe do they know just like who he really is and that he's right. a different person, maybe? Because Freddie would have known about because he was always hanging out at the club, so presumably he would have he could have known about the blackmail. Unclear. Well he knew about the you know, he knew Dwayne was a gambler. I don't know. Listeners Wait, was, Dwayne, us- was Dwayne a gambler? I thought he was just hanging out at the club. Oh. I, well it's, he's the one who introduced the sound engineer to gambling, right? No, Carlo did. Hmm. Okay. I was wrong about that. Um, I also want to discuss the Woody station wagon, which was magnificent. And I want one immediately. <laughs> I can see why Eric liked it so much. That's yeah. the station wagon that they, you know, take a little tip to the back seat in the first episode, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yes. A great scene. I When I first watched that, I knew I was in for a good time. <laughs> much as they were. <laughs> so you might call it a shaggin wagon. <laughs> yeah more than just wood paneling on that oh do you think it had leather seats no 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 it's very absorbent seats oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> um okay i also have noted you know when um the makeup artist throws this recording away that freddie the sound recorder gives her and then later um, Miss Fisher pulls it out of the trash. It's like, why did the makeup artist fully like pull all the tape off of the reel? Like, wouldn't it have been faster and less conspicuous to just toss it in the trash? Second of all, would that not have damaged it? Well, no, it's just a sound recording. It's like a cassette tape. And you can so unravel those and then still play them. Yeah, but they don't get damaged by like being touched and and crinkled around and stuff. I don't. I don't remember. Probably. I don't know. I think crinkling could, you think it would, could have the potential to damage it, but there are probably people that can repair them or like reconstruct or whatever. People such as Samuel. Exactly. (laughs) It also just seemed really stupid to just put it in the trash can, like take, like put it in the, at least put it in the dumpster, like take it home with you. I, I don't understand. She keeps all of her towels very close to her yeah like all the 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 wire is still on the scissors like she could have thrown that anywhere yeah it was not not impressive on the clue hiding front from her which i mean honestly it never is but (laughs) um also random aside rupert maddox who we don't actually meet but the former owner of the station edwina's husband sounded like rupert murdoch and that was all i could think of every time they would talk about him yep same same and I was like, why did they name, like, I don't think they're trying to make some sort of statement by me, but like, why did they make it so close to like an actual media mogul? <laughs> and an actual media mogul that's from Australia. Yeah, Wait, is, what, is it must Australia? have been on purpose. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah, that's weird. That's really weird. Huh. So one topic we haven't addressed yet is the backstory with Violetta and her tie to Carlo and her Italian ties. I thought it was a little heavy-handed, like, the Italians are always mafia. Always. 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I thought it was interesting to give her a little backstory, like, that she could have gotten married, but she didn't, and then, like, maybe that's why she has this whole career as a scientist now, and if she had just married him, maybe mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been able to do any of those things. So I thought that was neat. Mm-hmm. And then I liked the way they just sort of ended it amicably, like, she was like, please stop sending me flowers. And he was like, okay. Like, I liked that. Cause I was like, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want a whole confrontation and all that bullshit. So I appreciated that. Yes. What, what did, did you, you think, think Maddie? Maddie? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I had no problem with it. I liked it. I, um, I felt that, I mean, I thought it was a little strange that no one in the adventurous club knew her backstory. Like it's, you know, yeah. for the whole first half, they're just like, something's going on with her, and she is a history. But you'd think that, like, Birdie would have known all of that before. Yeah, I mean, maybe all she said was, like, you know, I came from Italy, and I was engaged to be married, and it didn't work out. But, like, 
Yeah, I mean, like, whatever happened to girl talk? Like, you know, if it was us, we would be like, yeah, and like, you know, the sex was okay, but like, (laughs) you know, his like back was really hairy, and he just like had real weird farts that smelled bad, and you know, like, or you know, he he was a criminal. Yeah, (laughs) some criminal activity that was concerning. Oh yeah. But maybe, maybe Violetta she's... just had more discretion than we do. Yeah, she's too busy with science to gossip. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> this is why we're not award-winning scientists. Right, probably. Too much time spent gossiping and <laughs> talking about sex. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what can you do? Does Violetta have a podcast? No, she doesn't. I bet if she had a podcast, though, it would be about science. Yeah, it'd be pretty boring, I bet. Be like, today I grafted a bush onto another bush. Not that kind of bush, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Also a note on Violetta. uh, I I noted down when when she was doing her performance and the ventriloquist dummy was dancing along. Did you notice that? (laughs) Oh, my God, so good. Yeah, I actually rewound because I just caught it out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, who is this strange man that's dancing with Peregrine? It was (laughs) dummy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ventriloquists are so weird. Yeah. I saw one on a cruise ship one time and I was like, what's this life like? You're a ventriloquist. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think that just about sums it up. Like, I saw one on a cruise ship one time. <laughs> um, but I bet they were, like, a lot more popular back then. Like, I feel like in the 60s, that was probably, like, prime time for ventriloquism, where people were still like, oh, my God, it's so cool. And now, like, you know, in the... Isn't there that comedian that has puppets jacked on them? Right, but it's cool because it's, like, such an oddity. Right. Whereas back then, it was, like... Right actually impressive because they didn't we, have special effects and stuff right oh maybe maybe we need ventriloquists to come back into style maybe we should get one on our podcast i don't love I, I can't joke <laughs> i've been a ventriloquist the whole time i'm a great ventriloquist for radio <laughs> <laughs> mackenzie and i are actually the same person i'm just a ventriloquist dummy mackenzie is voicing you are so talented. And by you, I mean me. Yes, exactly. We're the same person. <laughs> um, oh, I also, I tried to find the song that Violetta sings. to Not, um, no, not the one that she sings. The one that's on the note that's left oh. behind. And it, I couldn't, I don't think it's a real Italian pop song. She was a little disappointed. Did you look up Moontan? I didn't look up that one. I looked up the, yeah, the other one. Yeah. We should look it up, though. Um, I was... Like, I love that scene where she tried to sing it in English. That was super cringy. And also, like, I would just refuse rather than actually attempt to do something that's clearly impossible. I would just be like, cool, I'm just not going to go on then, actually. Like, ooh. But <laughs> I really know? admire her for doing it. I do, yeah. Um, well, Tintarella de Luna is a real song. Oh, okay, so that one is real. The other one might be real, too. I mean, I had the subtitles on, and I, like, searched for the what she says the name of the song is, and nothing came up, but... Um, just to further discuss the makeover, um, the dress was amazing, first of all. And also, like, I just really appreciated seeing this because of her role as Conchetta in the original Miss Fishers, where I think we're supposed to think that she's really beautiful, but I found her to be styled kind of frumpy in that Mm -hmm. episode. It's similar to Dot, where she's, like, kind of busty, but those 1920s drop-waist dresses are just, like, not flattering on her. (laughs) Um, So I liked just seeing her in this, like, super tight, like, wiggle dress. Yeah, it was very flattering. Yeah, she clearly was a great makeup artist. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of ended up feeling sorry for her. I still don't understand why she committed the murder, but I felt bad for her. I mean, I understand why she did it, but it was just sort of like, oh. It's always funny to me in these shows where the, like, cop or the detective is talking the perpetrator, like, off the ledge, you know? Being like, it's going to be okay. When, like, clearly it's not going to be okay. And this person does not have your best interests at heart. So why are you listening to them? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, like, it's not going to be okay. You have committed murder. Two two of them. Right. I mean, it's kind of refreshing to, like, today's news where police, like, shoot innocent people. Whereas here they're, like, saving murders. That's true. True. Yeah. Like, maybe not so much the cops doing it, but say, like, a defense attorney saying, you really should plead guilty to this. You should come clean. It's going to be better for you in the long run. Like... I think there is that conversation that could be had with a criminal where it's like, okay, it actually will be better for you if you confess and things seem really bad right now, but you know, you could get a plea deal in X number of years or blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. But in this case, it's like Peregrine is just not going to actually be able to help her. Like she's like solved the murder. And now this woman is going to go to jail. Like she, she killed right. two people deliberately and it was premeditated. So she's, there's no, there's no getting off. Right. No, probably not. But you could still, you know, I don't know. People become lawyers in prison. I'm not saying prison is a good thing, but like it's still probably better than throwing yourself off a building and like not having any, you know, and then just being dead. Yeah, maybe she could be the prison makeup artist. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Can we so those are, go ahead? Oh, I was going to say totally changing gears. We haven't talked about the furniture yet. And I had a couple things that I really liked. So I love the purple like polka dotted wallpaper in Peregrine's dining room. Yeah, I miss that. It's like at the end, they're all sitting around the table, and it's just like, just bold purple walls. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Maybe I should paint a wall in the living room like that while Rob's out of town. Definitely do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't take any other notes. That was it for me. Well, so... We do have Samuel and Violetta come together and kiss. Mm -hmm. and I think we already said this but Eric gets shipped off to start a new life and it's interesting when Steed comes over and is like you know bringing a beer over to celebrate with this guy and she's like actually he's moved away so so what were what do you think his motives were there if he was like well if I can't beat him I'll join him and just get to be around his girlfriend who I wish I was dating. Yeah, like, I definitely maybe, maybe, think that was it. Maybe we can play video games, but Peregrine will be there. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep your enemies closer. I guess so. I mean, it worked out. It was a great strategy because he shows up and the guy's not even there. He just gets Peregrine all to himself. <laughs> And then she lets him drive the car, which is interesting because she it was established that she would not let Eric drive the car. Yes. So interesting move there. Here's my question, though. How is his hat staying on in that convertible? That's oh, a fast that's, car. Excellent question. He needs to what, take that hat off. <laughs> what kind of car is that? Is it an is MG? It, might be. Or a Porsche. Porsche. I bet the internet knows. <clears throat> Um, I'm Googling it. Miss Fisher's Modern Mysteries car. Um, doesn't say immediately. Oh, it just comes up with the Hispano Suiza. No, 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 no. I don't know. But I would love to have a car like that. Like just a sweet oh vintage goodness, convertible. Yes. Um, um, should we wrap this up? <laughs> yes. Can I make one more Harry Potter reference or the first Harry Potter reference? You the- can make as many Harry Potter references as you want. The listening device that Peregrine has is definitely looks like extendable ears. She like attaches it to the door and then it's like, it's extendable ears. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. That is really, I was like, when he was like, it's a listening device. I literally thought it was like headphones for like a walkman. I didn't get at all that it was for like listening in on conversations. It was extendable ears. (laughs) That's really funny. All right, that's that was my last note. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So best outfit. Um, for me, it was hands down Violetta's makeover dress, the red dress. Okay, Maddie. Well, in the spirit of spreading the love, I'm gonna do something different and say that I really liked Peregrine's black and white dress that mm-hmm. had this, like color blocks, and then it had the matching coat that she was wearing later yes. on that day. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. I loved that coat. I was like, I want that coat. Like, um, mine was another of Peregrine's outfits. Um, the yellow and white block dress. It has like yellow, yellow, like blocks of yellow and white. And then she has those black ankle boots that she wears actually with a couple outfits. And I love oh. those little boots. Yeah. Love yeah, them. that was good. That was good. 
Although, I mean, all of Birdie's leather is, like, just right up there, too. So, hard to choose. Hard to choose in this episode. I loved almost all of the clothes. Um, what about worst outfit? Um, I'm gonna have to go with, like, I didn't really love Violetta's, like, violet suit. But I didn't think anything was particularly bad. Maddie? Yeah, I didn't have a worst outfit. I did not like the outfit that Peregrine wears to the club. It's, like, a little, like, I don't know, it kind of looks like pajamas, and it's really, like, like, um... I don't know. I don't like the color and the gauzy sleeves. I was not a fan. Oh, I don't remember it, but now I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Mackenzie? Um, yeah, I liked that outfit, actually. Um, I, I've been moving something, like, in and out of my Rent the Runway cart with gauzy sleeves like that, so. <laughs> don't wear it on a night you see Genevieve. That's what her face says. So, you cannot but Genevieve is not pleased. <laughs> so <Thank> noted. <laughs> new skill of the week? Skill of the week. Photography. She actually exhibits a lot of new skills this week. We see her pick a lock. Oh, no, we saw her pick a lock at last episode. She's definitely stealth photographing, though. Maddie, skill of the week? I'm going to say, does this have to be one for a skill for Peregrine? Um, yeah, we've thrown the, we've thrown the, the agenda out the window, so it can be whatever. <laughs> I think my new skill of the week is um, Violetta seizing her artistic inclinations and auditioning for the TV show so that she can go undercover and, and get more dirt at the crime Yes, scene. that's a great one. Also, we get undercover Violetta. We haven't even, we didn't even talk about that. I mean, we talked about it a lot, but we get, we get an undercover Violetta. Hopefully we have more of that because she's great at it. Yeah, that's a really good one for skill of the week. Um, I think, like, yeah, maybe for Peregrine, my favorite would be just, like, smooth talking because she, the way she finesses <laughs> that security guard and the way she, like, bums a cigarette to get the info from the sound engineer. Yes. Yes. Murder method? Um, honestly, 10. I know, I, I, 10. I do think it was, real, like, a little bit unrealistic to expect that both of them would, like, fall into the pool. Like, you know, like, you're, you're counting on the person falling into the pool on live television. So that's a little bit, like, might not happen, and, you know. And also there was the wrinkle that Gidget wasn't supposed to get on the surfboard. Right. Yeah. I still write it a 10. Death by electric surfboard. I mean, accidental yeah. double murder. I mean, it's, like, it's uh, yeah, like kitty pool, like, fake surfboard. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. I have no complaints. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, sexual tension. Um, I love it. I mean, I love a jealous Jack and I love a jealous Steed. Uh, I'd have to say seven. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put it at six point five because we don't like last episode they almost kissed and then Eric shows up. We don't really get that moment, but yeah, their faces really... don't get very close together. Yeah, yeah, definitely that, a lot of jealousy. For that reason, I think it's a solid six. All right. I like that you're avoiding grade inflation, Madeline. You keep us honest. <laughs> well, she's also seen the whole thing, so maybe there's this indicates more to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So best week? Oh, I skipped. I skipped it. I'm sorry. That's okay. You can edit that right in. Mackenzie's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is already gonna take way too long. To edit. Spoiler alert. I won't. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have Violetta for best week. Makeover, TV star, new boyfriend, yeah. like buries the hatchet with an ex, you know? Yeah. Well, con continuing the theme then of spreading the love, I'm going to pick something different. And I'm going to say Steed because his competition got out of town. God, God. Gone. The road to Peregrine. <laughs> the road, Jack, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, worst week. I'm going to say Edwina. Because murder was committed at her station. She's forced to confront some things that she has been, like, probably willfully avoiding. And, yeah, not a good week for Edwina. I mean, sort of not a good week, but also maybe a good week. She finally faced down some demons, but. Um, yes, I definitely would say Edwina. And then just as a runner-up, Eric, you know, like, accused of murder, loses his car, thinks maybe he's going to get his girlfriend back and then doesn't. And he's, like, just totally shown up by, like, a competent and, frankly, taller detective inspector. And and, and, then, and then sent away. Yeah. But he seems like a good, like, he doesn't seem that upset by any of it. I don't know. He takes it in stride. Yeah. yeah. Those, are, those are good picks. I can't top that. All right. Um, is that all the categories? Yes, it is now. All right. 
We're just playing it loosey goosey with modern mysteries here, much like they probably would have done in the 60s. So, yeah, we're really embracing the spirit of the 60s. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, I think that that wraps us up then. Until yes. next week. And next week we'll be discussing, well, next two, in two weeks we'll be discussing, we'll be back to Miss Fisher, our old stomping grounds, and we'll be discussing season two, episode 12. Unnatural Habits. Yes. A great one. A great episode. Oof, a great one for sexual tension. <gasps> Our sexual tensionometer, again, a real device, is really, it's going to need some servicing before <laughs> the next episode. And I didn't actually mean that as an innuendo, but that's how it came across. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, if it breaks, we're just going to have to fix it, you know? <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, like... A, in Chernobyl, in that show, I mean, well, also in the historical event, like the meter only went up to a certain amount. And so everyone thought the radiation level was was maxing out at that level. And then they had to go get the good one out of the safe to find out what the real radiation level was. I feel a little bad making this flippant example out of like a real historical disaster that resulted in the deaths of many people. But anyway, like we're going to have to go get the good sexual tension meter out of the safe because ours doesn't go high enough. Yeah, it's, it's almost maxed out. So... <laughs> Forgive me, listeners, for the Chernobyl metaphor. <laughs> wow, this 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 episode was loose, guys. It's it's all right. We're we're all over <laughs> it was, the place. And, it, was really, it was really loose. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back on agenda next next time. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That doesn't make any sense. That has nothing to do with the murder that occurs in this episode, does it? Um, he's a singer. Yeah, like the beat. Yeah, like the beat. We didn't introduce. Oh my god. Oh no, you guys. What? I watched the wrong episode. <laughs>